Yo, what's up? It's Greg. Welcome to episode number 509. I'm writing this book and it is one of the most frustrating things I've had to put together and dang near since I can remember. Fuck. This book is no joke. And it has gone through a couple different iterations in terms of what I'm thinking of writing the book about. And today, I was sitting outside of the elementary school that I went to for a couple years before I moved to LA. And I I was feeling lost today. I have been procrastinating today in terms of editing the book and I didn't want to sit down to do it and I'm like man I I really need to clear my head because I'm I'm frustrated I just need to be able to think more clearly so I was just out there by myself just having a conversation with myself, talking out loud to myself and figuring it out. And the process just looked like I spoke about what is the actual situation, bringing to light what the situation looks like and just bringing some awareness because I'm so into the weeds all day I needed to take that time back to stand on top of the hill and think, okay, like, am I going towards where I actually want to go towards? And I had this realization that I felt embarrassed about. I felt shame about. I I realized that the book that I've been writing isn't for me. It's for other people, which to someone that might sound like, yeah, that sounds, I don't see what's wrong with that. The thing is, it's it's more so of what's the book that I want to write instead of what's the book that I think people want. And I know that there is the argument of it doesn't matter what you want. What matters is what they want. But if I'm going to put work into the world, I want the work to be work that I wanted to put out into the world. And not work that I think what people want. And Many people have made a lot of fucking money giving other people what they want. And by doing that, the seller 
might get what they want. But for me, it's not necessarily about the result. The result can't, it has its place. It's not everything. What is, what I assign more weight to is the the process of me doing the thing because I'm doing the thing way more than I will experience the emotion of the result. The emotion of the result often doesn't lead, doesn't really match what I think it's going to be. And knowing that 95% of the time is the work. I want to do work that I want to do. And I found myself back in that people pleaser loop in terms of what can I do that would be impressive to others. But I'm not asking myself the question, what can I do that will be impressive to myself? That would be a better question to ask instead of thinking, what's the book that my target avatar wants? It's more so of what's the book that I want to write. And by writing the book that I want to write and I feel good about. Then I then I find people who might be better than the other audience that I was thinking I wanted to go after. I'm more likely to find my tribe through the authentic communication of my work to the world. So it's back to the drawing board. What am I going to write about? What impresses me or what would impress me? What book, because like, I want to do a really good job. I don't want to write a haphazard book. I want, if my book is in the world, I want something fucking like, this is my work. I did this. I put everything into that and you know I still got some time I'm a young person and when I say that I don't say it in a way that I feel like I can squander time but I can think a little bit more on like a long-term horizon in terms of okay what I'm going to do is going to be like a building block. It's going to be a foundation for the future. Because what I really want to do is build. And when it comes to pyramids, they don't have a skinny bottom. The most thick part of the structure is the foundation of it. The most sturdy, the most powerful Pyramids lasted because they had such a fucking strong foundation. I'm sure there's other reasons. I haven't done too much research into pyramids for me to 
you know, and then th- and they also the calculation of the fucking Newton's law. I, that's I don't know. <laughs> that's outside of my circle of competence, but yeah, you know, it's like okay, I gotta think about what's the building blocks to my life. Because when I get to 50, 60, 70 years old, I want to be able to be in a good position because when I was younger at this time, I took the time to build a solid foundation. Instead of me just trying to move, 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 move without trying to ascend up without having something solid, it's going to tumble over and it's going to be a perpetual cycle because I believe I don't have time, but I do have time. I have a fucking shitload of time. I'm 27. I'm fucking young as fuck. I'm young as fuck. And I'm not even close to halfway done with my life. God forbid I live a, a long life. But if you double my age, 54? Come on. I can live to 54. You know, I, I feel like I can make it to 80. My grandfather, he died at 83. And, uh, he yeah, I feel like he lived a, a full life. And if you divide 83 by 2, what is that? It's like 41.5. I'm not, I'm, let me see. I'm 14 years away from that. I'm 14 years away potentially the halfway point of my life. So I got some time. I'm not stressing out about that. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best, actually. Sometimes it can be difficult to bring in perspective. And that's why I had to do what I did today, which is go into my car and just be able to have a conversation with myself away from the noise away from outside interference I had to reconnect with what makes the most sense for me and I've been preaching this on the last few podcasts is that like that's what we should be doing things for for our fucking selves and not to be just 100% selfish of course if you feel compelled to give from you being where it is that you want to be like I don't want to live a life trying to make other people see me in a great light or something like that that's such an empty fucking life I've lived that life I had many fucking people adore me and I had One time, my former business partner put together a birthday video for me, and I think the video was like an hour and a half long of people saying happy birthday to me. You know, I have a lot of connections, but, you know, I I thought having charisma, social confidence, adoration, the ability to communicate I thought that would make me feel comfortable on my own skin because I felt like I would have enough evidence 
from other people validating me that I would finally feel like I'm okay inside. And no matter how much validation I got, it was never enough. And because I didn't believe that I was a worthy human being in the first place, when I did get validation, guess what? I didn't even believe them. I thought they're lying to me. Not maybe consciously, subconsciously, I'm like, oh, no, they're just saying that. They don't mean that. There's no way they can mean that. They're just saying that to me. So it's it's a paradigm that I, I lived in as far as I can remember, and I'm doing my best to break out of it. That's why, as I mentioned, I felt uh, shameful and embarrassed because as much as I do my best to make decisions for me what and for what makes the most sense for me, I found myself subconsciously slipping into wanting to do something to please other people. And by the act of that pleasing, then maybe I will feel good about myself. And I do I do my best not to beat myself up, but I can be so hard on myself sometimes. And I had to remind myself of that today when I was having a conversation. Man, you just you're being really hard on yourself. Ease up a little bit. It's all good, man. It's all good. And it, it's tough because this pattern of being hard on myself, it got me external results. Having a community where I had people show up every day, the morning hustlers. Or there's just so fucking countless fucking examples. <sighs> Man. So in the spirit of not being too hard on myself, I am I thought, all right, I gotta go back to the drawing board. You know what? It's all good. I'm gonna just let the flow kind of channel through me in terms of what I feel is like just connect with myself for a bit, like turn off my phone. Or not turn it off, but at least keep it away from my arm's length. And uh, put some thought into myself in terms of what would this look like if I was doing this for me and nobody else? That's a different result than what can I do that can provide value for other people. Now, I could I can combine the two, but it's different if I'm not going at it from this is for me first and foremost before anybody because nobody's approval is going to make me feel good about me except mine it took a long time for me to learn that just so many 
damn painful experiences, but I'm grateful for it. I don't want to sound ungrateful by my my tone because I had to learn so many valuable lessons. And this is what I'm saying. It's stuff like this that I want to include in my book. Like lessons that I learned along the way that have helped me be able to have this feeling and this sense of self-love even though I still experience things like in, like insecurity or I experience anxiety or I'll experience social anxiety. The thing is, I don't, like these are feelings that I have However, inside at the core, those feelings don't shake the core. I can still feel anxious and also love myself. I can feel social, socially awkward and still love myself. Just because I experience these things and I may not show up with total masculine dominant just full certainty like you might see like an Andrew Tate kind of character. That's not, that's not me. And I'm sure you, if you hung out with Andrew over the course of time, you'll see his flaws too. You'll see where he fucks up. You'll see his insecurities. But at the end of the day, it seems like he has a solid core in terms of a solid feeling of self-love. And that's been my journey, man. Like I, I just felt so uncomfortable on my skin for so long. I used to wish that I was somebody else. And not like someone specifically, I guess at different times it was someone specifically, but I wanted to be everybody else but me. And I wanted to fit in with people, but I was one out of four or five black kids in my middle school and high school. I was a, I was an outcast. At the same time in high school, I was very popular. I wasn't an outcast in high school. Um, but I felt like... Nobody really understood my culture and the relatability and that kind of uh, aspect. I felt like it wasn't there. And I just grew I just grew up just not liking who it is that I am and feeling like I have to be, be somebody else. And at the same time, I don't think this is a thing that I experienced myself. I'm saying this because I'm sure you have experienced this at one point in time, if not are currently experiencing it. So it, it's fucking, it's part of being human, man. Like nobody gave us a fucking owner's manual to how to do this shit. And no one gave an owner's manual to our fucking parents either. They don't, they didn't fucking know. Some people are you know, blessed with 
phenomenal parents. I had good. I have good parents in terms of they'll support me and they allow me to go and do what it is that I want to do. They want me to be responsible while I do it, which is uh, it's understandable. Um, at the end of the day, I know that I always have a place to stay, and my parents it's just it's no problem. And I'm I'm just I feel I'm very lucky in that in that aspect. Very very lucky. Um, I lost my train of thought. But nonetheless, I can't remember. But nonetheless, you know, my parents. I mean, my my dad's mom used to say, "I hate you" to his face when he was growing up, and he developed a huge hatred for his mother. And she passed away when he was like 11, 12, 13, something like that. And he held so much hate in his heart. And he felt, can you imagine that? Like he wasn't talking to his mom as a kid and the fucking mom dies. And then my dad's dad, and like he didn't treat my dad well. So it's like, that's why my dad turned to gangs. Because they're the only people that, quote unquote, showed him love. And my dad calls it false love these days with more perspective and experience. But um, I think we're all look, looking for that, right? We're all looking for love from others. And I think love from others maybe gives us permission for us to love ourselves that's what we maybe think. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I got to figure this out. But I think it might be something along these lines in terms of the book. Because I, as I mentioned, I, I went from not liking who it is that I am to I'm really okay with who I am. What I have going on on the outside doesn't define me. I'm okay. I'm not shaken by that. I don't judge myself about that. I accept where it is that I am. And I know that I have many, many, many brighter days ahead of me. I'm thinking long, long, long term. And I know that things may not click right away, right away, right away. And that's okay. That is fine. I just got to be patient. Because as I mentioned, nigga, I have time. So I got time to plan and strategize in terms of what it is I want to build upon. So I like the idea. It's the second time it's come up, this kind of idea of self-love, this kind of realm. I use that term as a, if you're going to do a bubble map, remember those bubble maps in school where you would do a circle and then you would put the title in there, right? So like, for example, I put self-love and then I'll draw other, bubbles like maybe talking about different points when it comes to self-love and uh again not being married to it maybe that's a section in the book i don't know i i gotta i gotta think about it. i gotta piece it together uh but man fuck this book <laughs> fuck this process man <laughs> Oh, 
anticipate that it'll, it will be all worth it in the end. All right, that's all I got for you. It's 1:27 a.m. I'm going to I'm going to chill now. <laughs>